From COK Studios in Ira Glass's garage, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the critical testimony of the whistleblower at the heart of the Trump impeachment. We'll also consider the origins of some new slang terms and phrases with the Kincaids in Consider the Source. And we'll consider that I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Bird Bath and Beyond, the top store for all your avian needs. Shop bath products, bedding, and other home goods made exclusively for birds. Get 20% off of teeny tiny towels and K-Cup Hummingbird food today. And the Jason Statham Foundation teaching reasonably attractive bald men how to be more gruff and drive cars really fast. Visit gruffandstuff.org for a free stubble trimmer. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. As the House impeachment inquiry moves this week from the fact-gathering stage in the Intelligence Committee to considerations of law in the Judiciary Committee, the White House says President Trump does not intend to participate in Wednesday's hearing. It now boils down to two big questions. What do the president's words mean, and can the president do what he did? Anyone with a brain who hasn't hitched their wagon to President Trump's bloated, race-baiting, lecherous, disgusting, gaudy, crooked star would say that his words mean blatant corruption, and no, he can't do what he did because it's blatantly corrupt. The overall facts of the case are now well-established. Trump sought concessions this year from Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky. In exchange for engagement and about $391 million in military assistance, Zelensky had to announce investigations that Trump thought might help him in the 2020 election. What Democrats saw as damning testimony, Republicans called hearsay. Even if the Democrats vote to impeach Trump in the House, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell reiterated to reporters that he'll convene the trial as required by the Constitution, but he believes it's inconceivable that 20 Republicans would break ranks with Trump and vote to remove the president. Joining us in the studio now to outline the next steps in the process as the impeachment moves to the House Judiciary Committee is senior government gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds. Hey! Now that we're headed to the Judiciary Committee hearings, what are your well-placed sources telling you about the next phase of the impeachment? Ugh, it's pretty cray-cray, Cordell. My friend Matilda's older sister, Heather, is pretty much BFS with Nancy Pelosi's former nanny, as she told me that the Democrats have some secret stuff that they're working on, and they're going to get, like, way into what the Constitution says. I guess there's also some emails that show that Mulvaney and Trump tried to, like, make it seem like they didn't hold up the Ukraine aid, but they're so after the fact that it's a joke. Oh, I see. Oh, that's nothing. I also heard from this shifty kid, Doug, who mows Mike Pompeo's lawn, that he had a pizza party at his house this summer with Giuliani and John Bolton, and they were talking all about Ukraine and holding up the aid package and getting rid of Yovanovitch. <laughs> that hardly sounds like admissible evidence. Oh, Toads, it's not. Plus, nobody would listen to Doug anyway. He's a skis. Quite. Uh, anything else you've heard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was saving the juiciest goss for last, Cordell. Are you ready for the most O.M. God moment ever? What is it? <laughs> 
I talked to the whistleblower. <gasps> oh, M. God, the one that set this entire impeachment in motion? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Nobody knows who he is. So who is it? As if, I can't say. Plus, I don't really know anyway. They just called me and the things they said let me know they were totes legit. What did you record the call? <laughs> Duh, but I had to change their voice in order to play it on the show. Oh, well, here now is a COK exclusive interview with the unknown whistleblower. We have altered their voice, apparently, to sound like a crusty college football referee. So, when did you decide to come forward? Immediately after the Zelensky call, penalty, roughing the Ukraine, 15 yards from the spot of the foul. Had you been on other calls? Yes. Penalty, unpresidential conduct, asking for a foreign power to meddle in an election. Unfortunately for the Republicans, that penalty was declined. Uh, would you have come forward if you had known how bad it was going to get? Yes. There is no foul for doing your duty as an American. My work was to protect the country from corruption, like a face mask. Oh, Toads, do you think the president should be impeached? Penalty, presidential foul, automatic disqualification, corruption in our government will not stand. Un-American conduct on the Republicans for enabling Giuliani's crooked shadow foreign policy. Lost it down, lost a job. Thanks for the super hot gauze. We took that whistleblower thing pretty literally, didn't we? <laughs> Toads. Well, thanks for that insightful report, Melissa. No prob. That was senior government gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the world of slang. Our resident phraseologists, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, are back with us this week to share some of the newest slang terms in another edition of our Consider the Source series. Glad to see you both. Likewise, Connor. So glad to be here. Now we haven't seen you two since June. What have you been doing? Resting. Scouring the globe for new slang isn't easy. We've been writing, researching, or promoting a new book or app or sexual phrase guide nonstop for the past ten years. It's quite exhausting. Agreed. Even when we've taken holidays, we were still looking for new slang terms. When Leslie had his genital procedure, I was doing research in the hospital. That's where I first came across the term, bust a grumpy. Now what does that mean? It means to make a toosie. Ah. Our work is 24-7, Connor. I can see that. So you took some time off this summer? <laughs> yes. It was delightful. I shan't say how much body chocolate we went through, but it was a lot. I think you did just say. I could be more specific if you like. Uh, no, that's quite all right. So you're back to work then? Yes, the siren song of slang called us back into action last month. We've been quite busy. I think we came back with a renewed passion for our work. Oh, that's great. Not as great as the passion we have for each other, though. Uh, can we just get to the slang, please? Certainly. Our first new term is one that we heard from some kids after trick-or-treating last month. It's Halloween belly. 
This refers to an upset stomach due to the consumption of large quantities of sweets. As in, I had 17 of those mini Three Musketeers and four colas. Now I have Halloween belly. I think we've all had Halloween belly at some point. Oh yes, I must admit I love Mounds bars. Oh, and I love Almond Joys. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes you don't. They're both gross because they have coconut. What's next? Our next slang term is hell joint. This refers to marijuana cigarettes that have been made with Bible pages instead of rolling papers. As in, whoa, is that a Bible page? Yeah, bro, I'm rolling a hell joint. Very sacrilegious. Indeed it is. Finally, we have bronoun, and frankly, this was one I am shocked we hadn't ever heard before. Yes, I as well. Bronouns are words used by bros to replace standard noun forms, such as bro, dude, man, guy, and occasionally cuz. As in, hey, dude, wanna come over later? Sure thing, guy. Can I bring my man, Shifty Doug? Totally, cuz. Awesome, bro. We could go on, but I think you probably get the idea. I do, but that's a fun one. Our friend Kip speaks almost exclusively in pronouns. (laughs) Well, as always, thank you both for sharing your hot new slang with us. It It was was our our pleasure. pleasure. That was Consider the Source with Leslie and Constance Kincaid. Now it's time for some special Thanksgiving Big Little Wins. Kudos to Stan Krebs and Dayton, who remembered to dry off his turkey this year before putting it into his fryer. Last year, Stan put a wet turkey in the scalding hot oil and burned down his garage and the neighbor kid's playhouse. The neighbors may not have forgiven you, but they did once they tasted how good this year's turkey was. I bet they were thankful for this big little win. Congrats also to Vanessa Cortez, who said, Screw it! and went to Jamaica by herself instead of dealing with the drama of visiting her family for Thanksgiving. A beach vacation was way better than hearing your aunt say racist and homophobic things, watching your cousins fight, and trying to keep your mom away from the wine. We are all thankful that there are heroes like you out there making huge little victories like this happen. If you have a big little win you'd like to share with us, post it on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. A special thank you this week to our whistle supplier, Susan Clausen. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. And I love almond joys because sometimes you feel like a nut. And those. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yep, that Go was the you. advertising campaign. Yep. <laughs> it's, sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> 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 It was very successful.